What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode. No, why do I keep saying episode? Girl, I am messing up. You are. Another Our fans gonna riot. <laughs> another installment. Another installment of Crime and Wine. What's going on, girl? Um, one, it's annoying that every time we start recording, my heat kick on. It sounds like I live in a snake pit. <laughs> I don't even hear it though. I hear it. I can't even hear it. It's just this subtle hissing. <laughs> I can see it on my little thing saying that it's reading. Just irritating every single time. <laughs> yeah, I can't even hear it. What is going on? Girl. Nothing. I don't really have much of anything. I got new pigments. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> I don't think that's, nothing. that's fun talking to somebody like me. What are you talking about? Yeah, I got new neon pigments. That's what you have on because that pink is really vibrant considering you're a dark skinned woman. Yes, that is what I am. It's this little. Yeah, that's good. Pink. And I, I think um, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to steal that when I come. No, and I um. No, I, I said steal, so you don't okay, no. you don't have to agree. I'll okay, just take but that's it. That's what I did. So oh, no, I used my my holy grail mixing medium to make it a liner. Girl, my cheap ass to use water. No, it ain't gonna say right. And then this one's expensive, and you get it from a black girl. It's good stuff. (laughs) Did you not hear the cheap part? I mean, that's not expensive. I think it was like $10. I think I'm gonna go with the water. It's not gonna work the same. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have shit running all down your face. (laughs) Look like you cry rainbows. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Shut up before I punch you. I'm not. I'm not gonna use water. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Some people use contact contact lens solution, which also seems very strange to me. Hey, if it works, it works. I ain't sleeping on it. You do your I thing. can't guarantee that it does or does it. I don't know. <laughs> I just know At least do it's, it. it's safe to use around the eyes. That's a plus. You're right. You're hmm. right. And water out the faucet clearly is not. <laughs> no. But you know, we ain't gonna go down that road. <laughs> I mean, we might. We might take that detour because uh, if you haven't picked up on the clues as to where we're headed today. I see DPS. You do see DPS. My assumption was Detroit Public School. You would be correct in that assumption. You see the and if you're referring to, on the corner of my eye. I did not know what that was. It's a little rose But considering that's... DPS <laughs> mm-hmm. and we know somebody just got out of jail because he wrote a certain kind of letter to kiss somebody's behind on his last 12 hours of him being president. You are correct. <laughs> you are very, very correct. So my guess is we're referring to Kwame Kilpatrick. We are talking about Kwame Kilpatrick. <laughs> that dude. Man, I seen so, that documentary. Me, do you know the full story? I, I think I do. I saw the documentary, but I'm sure it's a lot of people out there that don't. People that's not from Detroit, you know, they ain't gonna yeah, know. So let somebody, the person I was just talking to on the phone was like, "Who is it?" Okay, yeah. So if you're not, I told people them don't know everybody else's. People don't know other people's governors, I told, mayors, yeah, I told them senators. So because it'll be fun. So yeah. anybody who's not in and see this is hold where, on. Sorry, wait a minute. Sorry. Because no, what what's wrong with us? How did we forget to talk about the wine we have? That's what I was just about to say. We completely forgot to talk about the drink Girl. because it ties directly into. Because I had a theme today. So okay, like, so let me tell. Let me let me tell mine first. You can give yours and then go straight into the the uh, the, the topic. All right. 
So this is actually part of the case that I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, whip stitch Zinfandel. And it's a red. I absolutely love red Zins now. And this has made the cut. Oh. This is that so... Looks familiar. Is that a wolf hunt? <laughs> it looks like something that's a wolf. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's a mountain. Oh, I thought it had a wolf. I I'm high. No, it's a mountain. <laughs> the, fun, the, funny, the funny thing is, if you're talking about a wolf, I have the um, the little like uh, fleece throw that I currently have on my bed. The foot of my bed looks like this with a wolf on it. So maybe that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. I. So what you got? I did this whole because this whole story kind of broke and went wild when I was in college. So I decided <laughs> I'm gonna do this show like I'm in college. So. Not only am I... Oh, Lord. Do you got jungle juice? You got something made with Sunny Delight, Ew, Hawaiian Punch. Sunny Delight is thick, and we already said how it tastes like a loogie, so no, I don't have you, nothing with Sunny Delight. You are absolutely correct, but the thing <laughs> is, people in college, they don't have money. They're like, okay, we got $20 between 20 and people. I didn't <laughs> use Hawaiian Punch. It was either Tahitian Treat or Ohana Punch. Put some respect on it. You know what? That Ohana <laughs> is delicious. I ain't gonna hold you, though. People only know about that for real, for real, when they from Detroit. Exactly. But, um, now, I have a mango Arizona. That's embarrassing. Listen, I said I'm doing this like I'm in college, but I'm also eating mac and cheese. So, I'm firmly... Like crap? Like no, crap singles? better than that. Not singles, but... I said college, not homeless. Stop it. <laughs> Which is basically the same thing. Mm, you're right, but this is better. <laughs> <laughs> you but know good and well people has, at college has no it's money a, it's a main that's why this is what i'm drinking it's a mango arizona and it has rum in it some off-brand you, rum that i had in you went and bought bottom grade it's on the bottom shelf the big ass plastic bottle out the grocery store <laughs> well i didn't buy it specifically that cost for five dollars i didn't buy it specifically for this but i have had a bottle of rum like that from doing something that's else. That's embarrassing. <laughs> and and I'd um, never tell anyone else that. I mean, you know, we're all friends here. But I did put a little bit of apple liqueur to make it a little fancy. Girl, you ain't. If you don't put your punk ass pinky down. <laughs> it's a little fancy. A little fancy. Girl, get out of here. <laughs> I'm done with you. Get into this story about this man. <laughs> so this is where we are. We're going back to my days in, in, in my college years. When this is what I would have been drinking and I would have been high doing this. So here we are. That's that's embarrassing. I'm telling you. Hi, I'm 21 again. <laughs> Do you want to go back to that age? Age sucks. <laughs> if I could go back to that age. You can't my, You can't keep, no. You I'm can't keep your knowledge. Now, no. No, yes, you got to go back not, to being not, 21. Good. I'll stay up Show here lives. where I have money to buy alcohol that don't taste like elbows. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> the things we used to do when we were young, it's like, why did I do that to my body? Oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Let's talk about Kwame. So we know, you know, Kwame, he, he's from Detroit, came from a very prominent political family. You know, he was an up-and-comer, mm-hmm. running through the ranks. He, um, 1996, which he would have been... When was he born? He was born in 1970. So in 96, he would have been 26 years old. 
mm-hmm. and he was elected to the Michigan House of Representatives to take his mother's seat. So, because, you know, she, well, you don't know, but his mother went to Congress and he took his mama's seat at 26 in the Michigan House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. So, he, um, you know, when he first did the, when he first put his campaign together, he put it together with people he went to high school with, one of which is a woman by the name of Christine Beatty. She, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, you know, nobody has any experience. They just like, we'll figure it out. They win. They still figuring it out. He made Christine Beatty his legislative aide. Mm-hmm. And then later his chief of staff. But, you know, it's like just, that just tells you what, you know, where we're at. At 26, there's a bunch of 26-year-olds trying to figure out politics. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so then he became the minority floor leader for the Michigan Democratic Party. And he mm-hmm. was in that position from 98 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Then 2001, he became the House Minority Leader, which was, he was the first black person to be in that position in the Michigan House. Mm-hmm. Um, 2001 is, uh, you know, later in 2001 when he got to be you know, towards the next election season when he came back to run to be mayor of Detroit. Mm-hmm. He was like an up-and-comer. Like, they were like, it's gonna be Barack and then him. Like, that, he was that guy. Yeah. Like, they had, he went and he spoke <clears throat> to open for Barack at the Democratic National Convention. Like, he was, the Democrats was, he was their golden child. <laughs> That's what they thought. <laughs> <laughs> In 2001, he became the youngest mayor of Detroit because he was 31 years old when he took over. Mm. I could never, girl, I'm 33 and I can never imagine being a mayor now. I don't know. No, I'd be like, really? I don't, no, I don't want to do none of this. No, like, <laughs> you think I want that much response? I don't even have kids yet. You think I want to care for a city? <laughs> so, during his first term, he was criticized for using city funds to lease a Lincoln Navigator for his family's use. Hmm. And using his city... Here it goes. (laughs) And using his city-issued credit card to charge thousands of dollars worth of spa massages, dinners, expensive wines, and things of the sort. Mm Hmm. He paid back $9,000 of the 210000 that was charged on them credit cards. I'm sorry. You say what? <laughs> you need all the numbers or just one or two? I, I felt the, the last thing that you said. He paid back $9,000 of the 210000 that he put on them credit cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. And while this was All happening, right. this is a part that <laughs> I forgot how, well, I didn't forget, but I love that people in Detroit were so pissed about this that it comes up everywhere <coughs> you read about this story. This is a funny point for me. At the time when he was in trouble about using the city credit cards to charge all that money, the same time that he closed down the Belisle Zoo and the Belisle Aquarium because of city budget <laughs> problems, right? When I say people in the city was pissed. <laughs> okay. 
first first off, let's make this one thousand percent clear. <laughs> Bell Isle is Bell Isle. It's not like um I don't really know what to say, but I mean, Bell Isle is not, it was fun as a child, only because you're not smart enough to understand this shit's dirty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's back open that's, now. That's also, that's also where I was when the seagull stole my sandwich and I took it back. <laughs> and that shit is still funny to me. <laughs> Girl, a five-year-old chasing the seagull <laughs> looking for some damn peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> And then Mm-mm. it fell out. It's so gross. It fell out the seagull's mouth and I still ate it. it. Fell out the seagull's mouth into the sand, brushed the sand off, bit it, got pissed, threw it back down, and ran back. Who eats a sandwich out of a bird's mouth? That is disgusting. <laughs> it's That is disgusting. That's see, that's why I ain't got COVID. A lot of times it's a wonder that any of us made it through alive. <laughs> Girl. Cause that is gross. That is just that. Oh my gosh! And I just went back. We got to go back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was yes. Sorry. So in 2005, Time Magazine named him one of the worst mayors in America, which is also very funny to me. Good gosh! Those those worst lists are always hilarious because they always pick the very, very worst picture of you to put on there. So it's just like. So y'all gonna say I'm the worst at my job and be petty? Like so, so, so wait, they saying he worse than Jerry Springer? <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that don't know, Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati yes. at one point. <laughs> he was. He ran yeah. for governor. And then when he lost, he go make Ratchet TV? Yep. <laughs> He's the originator of Ratchet TV, not black folks. Oh, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that? Um, uh, he just shut down the uh, the aquarium in the zoo. <laughs> yes. So now we got to get into the crimes, the meat of it, the big stuff, the crimes, because you know, because this dude was crazy. Oof, the crimes. So, Mm, mm, mm. in the fall of 2002, this is the first thing. This and so I'm gonna tell this story how I remember hearing this story. Right? Let's go. So, I went to college in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, my cot where my college is because it's still in the same spot. You know, it's not. They redid it though now, didn't they? They've redone a lot of it, yeah. But They've done, yeah. Like, a lot of the buildings are a little different, and they got some newer buildings. And, but that whole yeah. area down there is changing. I'm about to say, everything was changing. Like, when I, last time I went, there was construction, not at the school, but around the school. But yeah. Go ahead. But, um, so, it was, it's situated pretty close to downtown, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's been plenty of times where I've walked from my dorm downtown just because I was, didn't have nothing else to do. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not far. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so because of that, all the kids that go to the school hang out downtown. Right. At the time when I went there, when I went to that school, Detroit's nightlife was a little bit more robust than it is now. 
I know a lot of the ain't, bars that I used to go to are not open <coughs> anymore. Girl, ain't nothing robust in Detroit no more. Um, it is, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. But um, so <laughs> I remember being in the different clubs and stuff and seeing the mayor and his friends in the the bars right mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was commonplace to see him in the bars and the clubs and you know wherever to the point where like people didn't even pay attention to it because he was always there but he also called himself the hip hop mayor so you, you know this dude <laughs> there's that so, when I saw this documentary, who we? <laughs> but go go ahead. <laughs> so you know, now all that leads up to what I'm about to say. So then I remember going I went to, you know, some one of the lounges or whatever downtown. One of the ones mm-hmm. that I'm actually that I had gotten used to seeing him at on the same day because it was always Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So I um you know, I sat where I normally sat, and the, the waitress came over, and she said, oh, did you hear about your friend? I said, who are you talking about? <laughs> she was like, your friend, the mayor. And I was like, what about him? She was like, well, supposedly it was a big party at the mayor's mansion, and people were getting investigated. I heard about so that, So I was girl. like, oh, shit. So, girl. Now, <laughs> to this day, officially on record, this party never happened. <laughs> no one has ever been able to prove that this party happened but if you are in Detroit if you were in Detroit at the time you knew of this party like my it grandma happened. knew about this party <laughs> because there were strippers at this party mm-hmm. so of course if you're hiring dancers we're in college we know these girls like it's these girls are our <laughs> friends. So it's not I mean, you know. So yeah. this alleged party happened. Cause I gotta say alleged because on record it never happened. This alleged Girl. party happened. And there was this one particular dancer there. Um, her name escapes me at the moment. I remember her stripper name being Strawberry. Tamara Green. That was her name. Uh-huh. So she was she was there. Allegedly, the mayor's wife comes into the mansion, sees this party, loses her shit. Uh-huh. Um, there was talk that she beat the stripper up, so that she beat the hell out of this <laughs> Tamara Green girl. Like, lost her shit. You know, like broken furniture, lost her shit. So, Tamara Green leaves, you know. Everybody acts like this party never happened. But by this time, the word about the party is getting around. Mm-hmm. So now people looking like, so what is going on over there? Because even though nobody will confirm the party happened, we, you know, kind of seems like the party happened. Right? <laughs> so... You know, there was, there was all that. <laughs> um, you know, they, they did investigate time and time again, but it never, nothing ever came out of it. So after that happened, um, 
an officer contacted the Internal Affairs Unit of the Detroit Police Department in 2003. So this is mm-hmm. after the mansion party and everything. To recommend that they investigate abuses in the the mayor's office. He said he ain't, Kilpatrick said he ain't do nothing wrong, but you know, they they kept looking, looking. That's when they was looking into if the party happened, if all this stuff happened. Um, so then the officer that called internal affairs and the internal affairs investigator both said that Kwame had them, Kwame fired them because they opened an investigation into him, which we know <laughs> you can't do that. This is nah, not in this, not in politics, right? <laughs> so they they both filed whistleblower lawsuits and they got a six point five million dollar settlement from the mayor's office. <laughs> and then, you know, two other officers came out and said they were retaliated against for investigating into mayoral misconduct. Mm-hmm. People was you know, they people were saying they was getting smear campaigns, all this other stuff. So, the the big mansion party was in March of 2003. Mm-hmm. April, April 30th of 2003, Tamara Green was killed. She, mm-hmm. she was in the, she was in her car. Her boyfriend was in the car with her. Somebody pulled up on Saturday car, shot a couple shots into the car, and drove off. Now, the thing about that is the model and caliber of the gun that shot her is the exact same one that the Detroit Police Department used at the time. <laughs> he wasn't even smart enough to have him go and change the gun out. That's just, that's stupid. That's that's like dangling it in front of your face. Like, ha, 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 you can't catch me. Basically. Mm-hmm. Investigators mm-hmm. believe that it was a deliberate hit by the by a member of the Detroit Police Department. Mm-hmm. They her file her family filed a federal lawsuit against the city for 150 million. Um, the, the see this is where everything fell fell apart. <laughs> Literally, that party is what did it. So Green's family filed a federal lawsuit against the city of Detroit for $150 million claiming she was murdered to prevent her testimony about the Manoogian Mansion Party. Mm-hmm. A judge ruled that the attorney representing Tamara Green's 14-year-old son could have access to text messages between Kwame, the police chief, and a dozen, a si- dozen other city employees to ascertain if city officials blocked the investigation into the murder. Because that's what her family's always said, that they never investigated because they knew who did it and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the lawyer asked, he also wanted the text messages and GPS positions of every city employees exchanged between 1.30 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. the night of the murder. Because they used Skytails. <laughs> they used what? They used to use, the city phones were all Skytails. What the hell is that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> like a phone company? The Skytail pages? You can... I thought it was called the Nextel. Nextel is a different company. 
Oh, that's the only one I know. But okay. Man, I feel old. Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, was that the same time as Nextel? Nextel was after. But Nextel was the thing when I was in high school, and what you talk I mean, about is when I was in high school. So it like it maybe it just could have been at the same time. But if but yeah, you know, it could have been like a really texting like that. So not only that, it could also be a regional thing because when you were in Detroit in school, I was in high school in Cincinnati. Yeah, but I well maybe I don't know whatever. <laughs> if you listen to these podcasts, you will swear we never ever lived together ever in our life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm the one that lived with her the longest. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, Scottsdale was like, "We good. We will release all the text messages if the court said so." <laughs> okay, this is where things get funny because he got elected to a second term. Girl, all of this. what the hell? Things been funny. It's about get funny. This fool been just saying, you know what? Screw y'all. I'm gonna do whatever the hell. Because he I got want elected to a second term in the middle of this. Because remember, this, but this I, goes the to show was in 2005. So. <laughs> this goes to show people don't pay attention to what's going on. They just like, oh, that's the person that's been. That's the name I know. Yeah, whatever. See, Fuck it. Just go ahead and take them. The funny thing about that is, so I voted in that election, and I did vote mm-hmm. for in the 2000. Five election, mm-hmm. his, which was his re-election, and I did vote for him in the re-election. Not because I didn't know what was happening, because if you would have seen the other motherfucker, you would have voted for him too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, because at that time, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. still was doing some good. I don't want to make it seem like he just got in the office and got to scamming like he didn't he didn't do that necessarily he still did some he still but did basically he good. did he did a lot of scamming but a lot <laughs> but he did do good stuff in the city too because i lived there at the time when he was mayor he did do a lot of stuff to generate a lot of a lot of money to flow into the city so i mean mm-hmm. it's yeah, kind of like good. But, you know, it's that politician six in one thing, you know, because it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which part like, do I well, want it's to gonna overlook? happen. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you just slightly better on the side, then <laughs> we okay. <laughs> but, okay, so back to Kwame and his second term or his foolishness, because now Skytail done released the text messages. <laughs> Girl, and not when I was looking at that documentary, they was telling talking about these text messages. The text messages, him, wild. And, <laughs> him and that that one chick, the one was she like his assistant or his uh, chief of uh, staff? It was Christine. B. Yeah, that chick. When we get there, Ooh-wee. I have a very. I'm funny, sorry. When we get to that point, I have a very funny story about those text messages. This is why I wanted okay. to do this because I have so many funny stories around this case. Because this. But, so, March 2008, a 10 page affidavit by former Detroit Police Lieutenant Alvin Bowman was filed in the U.S. District Court for. Uh, <laughs> it was a Did lot. Did you just basically say fuck it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, what is? It's fine. So in his Girl. in his affidavit, he said that the shooter was a member of law enforcement. More specifically, somebody in Detroit Police Department. He said it was. He said that you know, there's high-ranking 
per people who know and you know deliberately block the the investigation by not transferring over evidence and all this other stuff. So, um, uh, but people like so that his came in, then the next another person, law enforcement came in, put theirs in, completely contradicting. So it was like this is why we never been able to get clear answers on the Tamari Green thing because right depending on which cop you talk to, it, yeah, it's like you know. Same with the paramedics who picked her up and then, you know, it was a lot of weird shit with the paramedics, but it's still depending on who you're talking to and on what day you get this or that. So this is why this has right. always been really hard to kind of shore up. Not because people yeah. don't know what happened, but because you can't, you can't get enough to prove what happened. Yeah. So in 2003... Is the whistleblower trial. We had to jump back to the whistleblower because that's, you know, that's where it started. The civil mm-hmm. lawsuit was filed in 2003. The trial didn't begin until August 2007. <laughs> because through all these, with the text messages coming out, now it's like, wait a minute. So are y'all having an affair? Mm-hmm. This was the question that because they and the lawyer for for the people who what oh I'm sorry wait what I'm confused what's happening Cicely Tyson died oh you just found it oh yeah yes <laughs> I was very confused I didn't know that oh my I'm sorry go ahead we're not talking about her at the moment. Your reaction made me choke. <laughs> you should probably control that, madam. <laughs> anyway. Girl. So, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Because they got the text messages and everything, they're going through this. So, in going through these text messages, they see evidence that Kwame and Christine Beatty are having an affair. Sure was. So, when they get to time for the trial, he goes on the stand. She goes on the stand. Both of them get asked, are y'all having an affair? They flat out say no. Yep. <laughs> now, the thing about that is one could add, one could say, hmm, if they're asking this, they probably already know. So maybe we shouldn't lie. Girl, that's the thing that gets me. Just it's because like, it's the do most you think, random thing to ask. <laughs> do you think I asked this question just for the shit of it? I promise I didn't. I just... It, I know the answer. I just want to see what you're going to say. Yeah, like, like, that's going to further gonna go? how we fit. Like, come on now. Yeah, I. We didn't, this wasn't made up. Yeah, that is always Girl. my question. But then it, you know, that's, I don't know. That's why I want to. I want to tell people be lying. Like, stop. <laughs> stop with the lies. <laughs> there was a reason behind me asking this question. Because because it's like I literally just asked to see if you was gonna laugh. Just this. That's why I asked you. <laughs> I've been trying to remind people, like, now let's let's not forget. I'm asking this question, and I already know the answer, so don't lie to me. <laughs> so, this was fun because let me just tell you what he said when they asked him about the affair, and he said no, with a whole lot of anger and conviction, you know, from the very depths of his chest. He said no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he followed it up with, and this is verbatim. 
I think it was pretty demoralizing to her. You have to know her, but it's demoralizing to me as well. My mother is a congresswoman. There have always been strong women around me. My aunt is a state legislator. I think it's absurd to assert that every woman that works with, with a man is a whore. I think it's disrespectful not just to Christine Beattie, but to women who do a professional job that they do every single day. And it's also disrespectful to their families as well. <laughs> now, that's a whole lot of yelling when you lying. <laughs> Girl. And the funny thing is, that's normally another way you can tell somebody to lie. When they like, start to give information, <laughs> when you start to give information that no one asked, no one asked you for that. Yeah. You really trying to get me to believe some BS. <laughs> Mm, so mm, mm, mm. that trial ended September 11, 2007. The jury deliberated for three hours, and they <laughs> and they awarded the plaintiff 6.5 million dollars in damages. In an angry speech, he was very fiery at this time. I remember he always used to be yelling on TV and sweating a whole lot because he's a big ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he's not small. It's a big nigga. Anybody like? I mean, he. He's a lot slimmer now, but it, look at Kwame in his heyday. He's a big nigga. <laughs> yeah, he like he'll be the type of dude that if I was to date, I'd be like, "What if he hits me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's like this nigga and, too big. Yeah, like I would be out. <laughs> Anybody who don't know what Kwame Kilpatrick looks like, you should look him up. <laughs> this dude. Like he the one that stand outside the club and you scared like you know what he fucks right like, up. You know, let's let leave him alone. Let me go ahead and go this way. Let's, let me go on all like the SpongeBob. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> so in nah, anybody messing with him? <laughs> so in a very fiery, fiery speech in front of City Hall, just minutes after the verdict, Kilpatrick blamed the wrong verdict on white suburbanite jurors. He also stated, "There's race in this." And we run what? from it. I, look, I'm reading the I'm, words I'm listen, that he I'm, said. I'm listening. I'm listening. Because you see, I had to stop for a second because I thought I missed the word. But no, no, no. That's what we what was said. There's okay. there's race in this, and we run from it in this region. And I think it's impossible for us to move forward as a region without confronting it head on. But I don't want what has happened in the past 24 months to be erased by what has happened in the last two days. Now. So, the thing about Kwame is that anytime anybody criticized him, he would yell they, they was racist. And do that, it, would you, it, boy, that Kelly Kapoor shit, you are not going to get this. But <laughs> people out there that listen to us will, where it's like, would you be would you be asking this many questions if I was white? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he used to do a lot. <laughs> If this dude don't sound, I mean, straight up, if he, if this dude don't sound like Trump, like, like, <laughs> let's, like, let's be straight up. Like, these two are the same motherfucker. That's the reason he wrote to him to get out. They are, these are the same, they're, like, they're the same person. They're one the same. The only difference is the fact that one's black and one is white. They are the same well, I mean, one, person. One significantly more competent, but 
Okay, but I mean that's I mean, also not hard to do. He was well, you, you true, but I mean like <laughs> he was scamming because he wanted to look like he was like like look like one of them rappers niggas. You know he wants to look wealthy with his big ass diamond earring, but he was Girl. smart. Like he could do the job. He just was trying this to look dude, like that guy. He wish he he wish he was a rapper for real. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Essence with that big ass diamond in his ear, wishing that he was a rapper. So, and that's when I first saw the hip hop mayor thing. He also wore like a Pele Pele leather coat to be on the oh, mayor. Oh hell! In the Christmas parade. No, he didn't. He was a nigga, like <laughs> full blown. And it was an oversized Pele Pele coat too, because I remember seeing it. And I'm just like, oh, one of those a, where the you didn't have an the overcoat. Se- <laughs> the seam on the shoulder is halfway down. Yes, his arm. Yes, and oh, he's like on the mayor's gosh. float with his sons in this damn Pele. I was like, you. So you didn't have a suit. Even if you ain't have a suit. You didn't have an overcoat. You had this. This was the choice. Okay, sir. <laughs> Did it have pictures and stuff on it? It, you know how you used to have it's a pele pele yes all that stitched ass shit is on that coat oh my god! i feel like it was brown too it was looney tunes all over i don't know what the fuck but i was really confused like so we so no no wool overcoats just no. <laughs> not wool you didn't, I don't want, <laughs> no a little alpaca you ain't had none of that okay alpaca <laughs> you a fool <laughs> But now he said he was going to appeal the verdict because, you know, fuck this shit. But, right. <laughs> but weeks later, during stalled settlement agree, agree, set, during stalled settlement negotiations, he approved an $8.4 million settlement up, upon learning of a motion that was filed by their attorney that contained evidence that Kilpatrick and Beatty had perjured themselves in their disposition and trial testimony. Girl. <laughs> so the city council voted to pay the $8.4 million, $8. to the three former officers who were um, who had all filed suits against him. But the city council was not made aware of, of the text messages or a confidentiality agreement to keep them private when Kilpatrick and city lawyers requested the council to approve the $8.4 million settlement. So they didn't even know he was about to go back to trial. <laughs> so This dude... <laughs> The Detroit Free Press, the Detroit News, and the City Council sued under the Michigan Freedom of Information Act. Thank you, Bush. (laughs) 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 Requesting that the city release all settlement-related documents. (laughs) Gosh. This man. The lawsuit ordered that... um, the law that that his lawyer be deposed by the plaintiffs. He revealed in that disposition the existence of a confidentiality agreement signed by all parties to keep confidential, intimate text messages between Kilpatrick to keep the text messages between Kilpatrick and Beatty confidential. Uh-huh. This the. <laughs> City of Detroit Law Department initially denied the existence of a secret deal, but later fought unsuccessfully all the way to the Michigan Supreme Court to keep the documents sealed on the grounds that they are private communications. 
So, the documents was unsealed, and it revealed that everybody, Kilpatrick, everybody around him, and the Detroit Law Department, um, tried to hide a series of text messages that contradicted the sworn testimony of Kilpatrick and Beatty. These documents provided the basis for a criminal investigation against the two of them. (laughs) The secret deal called for one of the officers to forfeit three million and the other two to forfeit to forfeit no one to forfeit three million one to forfeit two and one to give to forfeit four hundred thousand dollars if they ever reveal the information and then the lawyer would forfeit 2.6 million dollars in legal fees if he or any of his employees ever divulge the existence of the text message now the thing about that (laughs) it's not legal (laughs) (laughs) i mean do you think he gives a damn about what's legal and what's not at this point no but right so he don't care (laughs) it's like so you realize you can't tell people you can't tell people if you don't if you don't interfere with this investigation I will literally take money from you like that's not legal what <laughs> commit the crime or I'm coming to rob you <laughs> like what are we saying just what you just said <laughs> commit the crime or we coming to rob you <laughs> and then the lawyer's like and it's like if you say anything you ain't getting your money neither like you you realize that's not how this works that, that, that don't work like that, that don't do he that. doesn't care <laughs> So, because everything came out, Kilpatrick and Beattie was charged with obstruction of justice, conspiracy, misconduct in office, and perjury. Mm-hmm. They requested that Kilpatrick resign as mayor and that Governor Jennifer Granholm use her authority to remove him from the office due to his conduct in the trial. girl yeah yeah. so there was 14,000 text messages between them two I know on their city their city issued skytail pagers they did not give a damn because how can you use the city stuff and then try to lie and say you didn't do it but it's like fools the only people that got these are city officials <laughs> like what are you talking about also christine Beatty is married at this time Ooh. she was she was married as well yes that was they were married yeah when they had this whole thing going on yes that's what i'm saying yeah and you know these text messages was quite vulgar they were not anything for children's ears so a friend of mine you know this friend he is my co-host on another podcast got it (laughs) did a one-man show of these text messages (laughs) why because that's the type of drunk shit we used to do. He did it in a bar, and he like said he like planned this shit. Like he, he like set music to it, and like did like a one man show of these sex messages. And then for the longest time, had them hanging on the, the walls around his house. Why? 
Why that part? <laughs> I can even take the I'm being goofy as shit because I'm drunk, but why that part? Because it was fun. They, uh, Every time I went over there, I would have ripped them off. No, it, it was always impromptu theater because you get drunk enough and all of a sudden you start reading these text messages in dramatic form. Like the one that said, I want to feel you inside me, which is like, why? Why would you say that? Because <laughs> she, she wanted to feel him inside her. Mm-mm, just no. <laughs> So, on March 24th, 2008, he was indicted on 12 criminal charges against, actually, him and her. Kilpatrick was charged with eight felonies. BD was charged with seven. Charges for both included perjury, misconduct in office, and obstruction of justice. CC. I don't think he can speak anymore. Mm-mm, I think my mouth <laughs> gave it. Um, <laughs> Apparently, hers didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're gross. I've been called worse. I could take that. <laughs> <laughs> she suggested that other people in the in the administration could be charged. You know, they went to jail. <laughs> it, you know, so they went to jail. They both went to jail for a period of time. Whatever, let's get forward. <laughs> they went to jail. They got out. He was supposed to pay. Um, no, they went to jail for that and got out. So then on the back of that, there was another scandal came up. And this is the one that was um, Operation, what was it? Bombay Sun. I don't remember. Bombay Moon. Don't know. I don't remember. Bombay Dreams. Operation Bombay Dreams. Because it was... Um, so his father worked with him for him in some capacity his father was working in the mayor's mansion mm-hmm. along with all of his friends one of his friends was a convicted felon and <laughs> then you know people businesses start coming forward saying that the mayor was making them pay for city contracts and this and that. So it it is said that um, Kwame's father and his best friend um, would go to these business owners and kind of shake them down to get these mm-hmm. city contracts. You know, it was and Kwame knew about it and, you know, there's audio tape. His father somehow didn't get convicted on charges but you know he did his friend did so he went back to jail and that's when he he also owes restitution at this point you know he Uh so then after he gets out of jail for that he moves to dallas and because that's where his wife and his sons went they went to dallas um while he's in dallas he gets Detroit brings him up on charges again saying that he's not paying his restitution and you know he claimed he's filing false financial documents and all this other stuff so he gets sent back to jail again he gets sentenced to 28 years which is mm-hmm. wild that this story is it's it's so much like it he did so much it's so much in there that this could be three episodes so I'm like condensing it down 
um, maybe as a bonus episode, we can go into some of the stuff I skipped over because it's it's a lot. He did a lot, but um, so his son, one of his sons, who's now an adult and he's a rapper, and his um cousin, you know, they took up the free Kwame thing, so you know they do mm-hmm. all these different things. They he wrote a book. Kwame wrote mm-hmm. a book. I, ha- I actually have it here. I was reading it. Um, but he wrote a book about, you know, his stuff or whatever. Um, but they've been really like, you know, 28 is too long. Like, it's too long for the crimes he committed. 28 years is too long. So he mm-hmm. did actually write to Barack Obama to be pardoned. <laughs> um, that obviously didn't happen. Not who's to say why? Who's to say he even got it? Right. No one really knows. But right. that did not happen. So in the last days of the Trump campaign, his um him and his sister both wrote to Trump, you know, a very, very flattering letter to Trump and he was pardoned and he is now currently home. I, too, think 28 <laughs> years was too long. Not to say he shouldn't have went to jail, but 28 years is a little excessive. But. Straight up, for real, like, even though, yeah, people may feel it's excessive of what he, because, like, based upon the crimes, the way I see it is, fuck all that. If we gonna try to leave him in jail, let's go ahead and wrap up all these white folks that's been doing stuff like yeah. this. But. Ain't nobody doing that. Y'all so mad. Oh, Kwame did this. Kwame did that. Don't get me wrong. He was wrong. But why are we not as outraged at all these white folks? Yeah, not in why jail? is the why is the the loud different? Why are y'all different? Volumes yeah, with the, exactly. The lock, them up, like, lock them up. Lock them up. You know. And if you gonna have that attitude? Have it with everybody. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like he he did scream racism a lot, right? That's yeah, and the thing it's like he was screaming racism because he didn't want people to look at what was really going on. Now, yeah, because I mean, I could be straight up as a black person. It, <laughs> I definitely heard black people use race immediately to get people to back off. You know, because people, because the last thing anybody wants is to be labeled racist. The thing about using that strategy in Detroit, and this is something I always found weird. Um, Detroit as a city is ninety two percent black. It's a lot of black the folk. Detroit though. since the Detroit city government is like the Detroit city government as a whole is some something like ninety five percent black. I believe something like that. Ninety ninety five percent black. Mm-hmm. He would always say racism from the media. <laughs> now because the reporter that was the that became the Kwame reporter was a white man <laughs> he was it's easy he was a white man and so it was always they're trying he always would say they're trying to lynch me this is a lynching. Mm. He would say stuff like that all the time. Just like Trump throws out them dog whistles, he does the same thing. That's what I said. They're the same person. Yeah. He does have all the makings of a cult leader. Um, Kilpatrick and Trump are the same P. 
people. Yeah, so you would see. So that the thing about it is that really got people riled up because you know the thing. The thing about yelling yeah. something's racist is that people who want stuff to be racist is gonna jump on that. Yes, they're gonna jump on without it without even knowing what's going on. They're just gonna jump right on it because it's like oh, racist. And then yes. the people. <laughs> And then the people that don't want to be labeled racist is going to immediately go against yep. it. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't feel that same way. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's an easy card to play, especially, well, I mean, I can't say especially now because this wasn't, it, now is not when he was pulling it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, um, yeah, well, I mean, because even if, because even if you look back at, you know, pardon time the first time that was obama being in office and you know unfortunately this whole racist thing i mean let's also be straight up racist thing ain't gone nowhere <laughs> you know so it's nobody wants to be labeled racist and then no black person wants to be labeled like you know a traitor or whatever but not going with mm-hmm. the black people you know you just you you black you gotta go with me that's how it's like people feel that's that's how people speak so it makes people not want to go against it right so i did listen to an interview with kwame from i think it was from last year Mm -hmm. where he talked about writing obama to be pardoned right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the person interviewing was like, yeah, because you guys are friends. So he was like, he said, I wouldn't say we were friends, but we were both the up-and-comers at the same time. Like, we were coming up in the same circle, so we were often put in the same rooms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is when he first sent the letter off. So then they come back and they... um they asked him about the pardon and everything and he said it got denied and they asked him why do you think it got denied and he was like oh lord he said this is what he said i feel like i know where this is going go ahead he said on a on the record official thing no i don't have an answer for that but as a politician I completely understand why he didn't do it because he's still being a politician and it was, we were already so tied together at the beginning of him running that he wouldn't want his name associated with mine now. Okay, never mind. That's not where I thought that was going. Now, he said that and I was at first, upon first listen, I was like, that's a very political answer to give. Then I thought, I was like, wait a minute. No, this is him playing victim again. He's <laughs> See, I thought he was going to go the route of he just want to be the he want to be the known black man. You know, he don't want another one to to compete. And he didn't want me to, you know, that's the way I thought he was going to go with it i really there did was some, there was which which yet again is still the it's still the the path of i'm the victim here mm-hmm. it still is definitely on that path but that's where i thought he was going to go with that he does love to be victim that's thoroughly enjoys that. trump yeah that's trump yeah so i mean he is pardoned he is currently 50 years old i believe him and his wife That's did it? get divorced. 
I can tell you in a second. I bet. Yes, he is 50 years old. He was born in 1970. Mm-hmm. He'll be 51 this year. Um, he surely will. So, he's 50 years old, y'all. <laughs> He was in jail for eight years. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you talk about the before, he was in jail this last time for eight years straight. <laughs> but if you go to all the back and forth, he was in jail a good twelve years for that. <laughs> but we know we know that twenty eight year sentence is the same thing that they did to OJ. I'm pissed off I didn't get you before, so let me really hit you hard this time since you're actually going in. The fact that he did he OJ didn't catch the body but go to jail for stealing his own shit. Girl. <laughs> and he done told y'all 99 times he killed that girl. I don't know how many more times he got to tell y'all. Because the thing but, is uh-uh, at this point this OJ like to pull this up, nigga could so just OJ I'm good. This, no? <laughs> you know what? This thing can walk out in the middle of the street and be like yeah I did it and can't nobody do nothing about it now like that's the thing that really sucks and, like anytime mm-hmm. anybody gets off for a crime that they did like that fucking sucks so from that point on they could just keep talking about it and nobody could do anything book about it <laughs> girl but, you know, OJ like to pull up so let me the, inter- the interview about that book you know what I might talk about his ass next week I don't, I, I'm not the the opinions expressed on that side of the microphone <laughs> does not reflect the opinions of Crime and Wine collectively. <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna say state the facts. These are just you, things OJ that everybody looks, can find. I don't know. He looks like he still murders. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Still murder. Girl. Okay, let's get back to Kwame. Sorry. I mean, okay. we was done with Kwame. He's. Oh, we done with Kwame. He at home. That nigga. He's his, his daddy but, didn't go to jail like he should have. His daddy shook one of the so this is a funny story too, because there's a tape of his father talking to uh the owner of a sewage company, I think. No, the owner mm-hmm. of a trash removal company because they wanted the Cobo Hall contract. Mm-hmm. And you know that you you know what Cobo Hall is, but anybody that's not in Detroit, Cobo Hall is like the city's big convention center where they do all the everything. Everything, <laughs> yeah, I had to think. <laughs> so you know that's a if you're a waste management company, that's a great contract to have. It's quite lucrative, right? Right. So he pulled up on this man in a parking lot. Oh Lord! And was like. And he opened his, it was Christmas. He pulled up on this man in the parking lot, opened his trunk, and was like, um, you got my gifts back there? <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you said, do you have my what? My gifts. My gifts. So, he told this man got it. if he wanted his application for the uh, that contract to get pushed to the top, he needed to give Kwame's father three cases of champagne, something like $1,100 or something like that, and some other shit. It was some other random shit. Like, and I was just like... 11... Wait, 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 wait. $1,100? This nigga wanted $1,000 for something? Look, that's... They shook that man that's down stupid. for... That's stupid. They shook that man down for a lot. That's why he went to the FBI. But, but, but what I'm saying is to say that dollar amount, $1,100, you not mean to say 11000 
you mean eleven hundred? But why you? What you need the three cases of champagne for? Say, like, where are you going? <laughs> Fuck that! I'm not even referring to that. I am stuck on this dollar amount. Because he said, hey. like, I don't need, I don't even live a lavish, lucrative life, and. I wouldn't ask for only $1,100. If I'm getting ready to do some shit, it's going to be more than $1,100. Because he said he ain't had no walking around money. $1,100. I'm grown as shit. $1,100 ain't even walking around money. Like, come on. What are we doing here? No, it's gone. <laughs> like, oh shit. You, damn, look, you look up and you spent $500 in one day. Like, that ain't no $1,100 is not walking around money. I fucked around and spent $1,100 on one item. <laughs> Girl, ain't nobody got the time. I mean, Ain't nobody got the time. Let's not let's not forget how crazy I went in Myrtle Beach. A bitch spent way more than eleven hundred damn dollars. <laughs> I tell you that much. That is not that is nothing to be asking for. That's a joke. Shoes, <laughs> yeah, anybody got the time? That was that was a stupid dollar amount. <laughs> I'm pissed off. Because <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> So, like people who gotta work hard every day get eleven hundred dollars on a damn check. Is, I don't know how Kwame's father did not go to jail because the FBI had him on tape after tape after tape shaking down these. Because people. he was probably he been in politics long enough that he got people in the FBI in his back pocket. That's the, his father wasn't in politics. His mother was. If his mother was, he was. They've been. They were split up. They wasn't together. That don't matter. You know, that don't right. matter. Because he was... That does not matter. He, when they asked him where his job was, he just kept saying consultant. Because, you know, that's what niggas with no job say. <laughs> <laughs> you always consulting. Niggas with no job say that shit. So, he just kept saying he was a business consultant, i.e. a nigga with no job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just well, like, that's what he was doing. And then they was talking about how... They like went into. They looked at Kwame's bank account and was like, "This is way more than what a simple a civil servant should have." Because like, <laughs> like he had, it was like some like nine hundred thousand dollars deposited into his personal bank account in one month. I wish ain't no no nobody's mayor of shit making nine hundred thousand a month. <laughs> Former presidents don't even get that. Would they get two hundred a year? Two hundred fifty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no. <laughs> so that's Kwame and his nonsense. Because <laughs> Kwame is foolish. He's quite foolish. Yeah, that fool. Anybody got no time for him? But <laughs> all right, Kwame, do your thing. I mean, he at home now. His sons is grown. Him and his wife is divorced. Christine Beatty was pissed because she thought that he was gonna leave her for her. She thought and, they was gonna be. Yeah, she thought they was gonna and be. It didn't happen because her husband left her, and then he was like, "I'm staying with Carlotta." I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and they moved. She Texas. thought she was about to be. She thought she was about to be the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause they was fucking around Ooh. and they had fucked around in high school and then started fucking around again at the mayor's office. Which is like you hired your high school girlfriend, like come on, my nigga. You know what right, basically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he know exactly what he was doing. Right. Mm, 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 mm. Well, that was another episode of Crime and Wine. 
uh, we'll be back again next week. I'm not sure what I'll do. Maybe OJ. Maybe not. I guess we'll figure Again, it out. Looks do, like my co-host. Okay. Looks like my co-host is a little scared of OJ. I say scared. I got sense. That's like that's that's why I don't go into shark infested waters because sharks live there. So I don't. I don't purposely blah. provoke murderers who blah, blah. still be out here on Twitter <laughs> looking like they like to murder. I don't know what. <laughs> We'll see. Maybe I'll do LJ. Maybe I won't. And trust me, I'm not talking about sex. Um, really all right. Well, Twitter that's the like end. Ready to murder all the time. Just all the time. <laughs> that's because he did before. So that's the <laughs> end of this episode. We will not instinct. <laughs> we'll be back again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to see you come back again. Peace out, guys. Bye.